The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Frederick James. Uh, He is both a a medical uh, person and also a a financial expert. Uh, He's written a book called Spend, Don't Save, How to Improve Your Financial and Physical Health by Power Spending. Welcome to the show, uh, Dr. James. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Let's just start with a little bit of your background, um, and then we'll start getting into the specific areas you you talk about. But tell us your story and and how you got to be in the position you're in today. I am... uh... A physician, uh, a specialist and cardiologist for children. However, at the present time, I'm retired from that, and I am now writing in finances and um, health and how the two are joined. Uh, My interest in finance occurred over my medical career when I noticed that uh, people who are are economically challenged tended to uh, have more difficulty in their, with their health and the type of health as compared to those who are less economically challenged, which means that, um, and these are reported studies that have been dem- demonstrated this, that as you go up the income ladder, your health improves. Um, and as you go down the income ladder, your health uh, becomes uh, less desirable, as, as well as if you take the... Uh, Finances, uh, the, the, the lower your finances, the poorer your health, higher your finances, uh, then uh, you have the best of health. So the two are directly related. And therefore, I felt that uh, in order to um, treat people uh, in, in a wholesome way, uh, that uh, in addition to talking about their health, we need to also uh, talk about their finances and how they can manage their finances and increase their options so they can have um, a high quality of life. How would you assess the general financial health of Americans today? Is it getting better, getting worse? What is your overall uh, view of where it stands today? I think that uh, it's interesting that the health of the Americans, are, um, it changes. There are problems that are taken uh, uh, a hold that uh, should not. And these problems are, are based upon behaviors, so um, uh, and, and, and uh, it has affected us, and it increases uh, chronic disease in patients. So I feel that uh, there is um, there's much to um, uh, overweight. Uh, people are overweight in our society. They have uh, high mental stress, um, and these things are behavior related and. Therefore, our approach should be to reduce them. And so I think the prevalence of problems now um, and, and, uh, is, um, is uh, uh, with longevity, uh, we've seen uh, an increase in, uh, in chronic disease as well as acute, some, in acute diseases in, in Americans. 
and these can be changed with change in behaviors. Now, the title of your book, Spend, Don't Save, How to Improve Your Financial and Physical Health, is, is uh, kind of a surprise to people. Most people think you're supposed to be saving and not spending so much. Why are you telling people to spend more and then save less? Well, I, I think that what we have done is misrepresented uh, ourselves in reference to our economy. Our economy depends upon spending and consumer confidence. So, uh, and when those two occur, um, uh, then we have a viable and healthy economy. And when you have money uh, and money passes through your hands, each time you have a transaction, that's a transaction of spending. Um, even when you have a bank account, you are buying a product that the bank offers. The bank offers you access, storage, security, uh, with a little bit of dividend return, and um, and you buy that product by depositing your money in the bank. Um, and uh, so, uh, the, when, when you save in our economy, what you're doing is hoarding, and you also are less likely to uh, attach a, a value or a purpose to that dollar. So um, I say that what we need to do is that if, if we're an economy that depends on spending, and I must spend in order to have a viable economy, then I must practice a wise spending, a value-based spending. And that's what power spending is all about. Now when I spend my dollar, I ask the question, am I getting the best bang for my buck, and does it add value to me so that my quality of life can be better. Okay, you have a lot of different uh, uh, areas that you'd like to talk about. One of them is how to retain uh, more of your life earnings. In fact, you have six steps uh, to retain more of your life earnings. Let's briefly go through uh, what those steps are and therefore how you can improve your financial uh, condition. Your first step uh, has to do with health, I guess. You're saying if you're uh, not physically healthy, then it's hard to be financially healthy. Is that right? That is correct. And uh, the most common cause of bankruptcy in the United States is uh, a, a medical cost, medical debt. Um, and the um, and the rising, the, the highest rising cause of, um, of um, bankruptcy in this country is women in having uh, a medical medical bills. So therefore, um, <clears throat> it's important that uh, and and those those people who have a um, have poor health have poor net worth. So uh, you need to uh, we need to uh, reverse that, and we can. And uh, when you do reverse it, uh, you'll find that uh, you'll be able to uh, channel monies away from just paying for disease, but also paying for uh, things that, that that add value to your life. So without going into an entire medical checkup, what are some of the things people should do as far as better health habits that allow them to be better off financially? Well, the most common one is, uh, is exercise. Uh, exercise in any form, physical increase in physical activity. Uh, and we do have a number of things that we have uh, that are bad habits uh, that have adverse outcomes. And one nice thing about exercise is um, that it helps to helps you to address other bad habits that you have. So, uh, if you uh, if you're smoking, if you're um, eating um, uh, 
if your nutrition is not adequate, uh, if you're stressed, uh, then what you um, what you can do if you start exercising, it will then begin to help you to align yourself uh, with better, with good habits and um, and eliminate those bad habits. Your second step uh, to retain more of your life earnings is to uh, take advantage of education and training opportunities. What are some things people should do in that area? Well, um, if you have a if you have a job and uh, you try to uh, be uh, just say that I do my job and 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 so forth, uh, um, and I don't want to be bothered, uh, then you, you're not going to you, you're missing out on a great opportunity. But I think at at, at each turn, um, focus uh, of attention should be on improving either by promotion. Uh, taking advantage of all training that's available that the job may offer, or uh, taking advantage of training in things that you would like to do to improve your skills so that you become a, um, um, uh, a person that is more attractive in reference as an employee or to start your own business. Um, and I think that, uh, that if you spend that time uh, with education and training, whether it's formal or informal training, you and uh, to um, to improve your your, your status in, in in the job market is is an advantage. If you don't, then you're losing out on money. And what are some specific ways that people can get more training and education that's practical if they already have an existing job? Well, uh, as, as as we all know, that many uh, companies uh, offer special training. Uh, to uh, get certification and uh, t- so that they'll be um, adequate for a, a different job, uh, a higher level. And many pay for formal education so that people can rise in the company or you can make yourself more attractive to, um, uh, to uh, other employees. Um, and I think that um, one must always um, look to improve and, and to consider that you will always be a student um, uh, of learning, and uh, irrespective of whether you would consider yourself uh, retired, uh, I think uh, uh, still uh, some uh, evidence to uh, show that you either change, improve, or give back um, uh, that makes you attractive in the, and, and, and useful in the job market. Your third uh, way to uh, improve, retain more of your life earnings uh, is to reduce the amount you pay in interest on uh, loans and mortgages. H- how big a problem is that and how can people do that? Well, if we, if we look at uh, mortgages now, they are, are at an all-time low. Um, and um, However, uh, that doesn't mean that they're going to stay there. I think you should always, but irrespective of whatever level of mortgage you have, uh, one needs to look to see if I can uh, do one of one of three things: either reduce my payments, reduce my interest costs, uh, reduce my principal. Uh, so um, uh, the the other is um, um, avoiding avoiding loans. Um, and and as you know, the highest price loan is for those that are connected with credit cards. Um, so avoid credit cards and 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 other installment loans. Uh, learn to 
credit uh, and, and to uh, teach yourself how to become your own banker. Um, that way you retain, uh, a, 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 you retain more of your earnings. Okay, very good. We're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. Uh, my guest this hour is Dr. Frederick James. Uh, he is a, a doctor, but also a personal financial expert. Uh, his latest book is called Spend, Don't Save, How to Improve Your Financial and Physical Health. We'll be back after this. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Frederick James. Uh, he is a physician, but also a personal financial expert. His latest book is called Spend, Don't Save, How to Improve Your Financial and Physical Health. Welcome back to the show, Frederick James. Thank you very much. Thank you. You were, you were just talking at the end of the last segment about how to be your own banker. Explain that a little bit further. How can you be your own banker? Uh, what I can do is uh, let me give you the, uh, um, the, the, the the method that we use to buy cars. Uh, we uh, we get a down payment, and then uh, if we have some, if we have a uh, a cash flow that we think we can handle the uh, payments that we finance. Then um, we go out and we purchase uh, a, a car, finance uh, uh, the balance of it, and then pay um, pay the premium on that. Now, um, what you, what you can do is um, the following. Uh, Pay cash for your car. You can say, "Well, I can't pay cash for my car." Well, you can start. That, uh, you can start paying cash for your car. So let your first car be one that you pay cash for, um, whether it's five hundred dollars, thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. If you don't have that, um, then wait until you got. Then, then uh, wait until you get it, and then purchase that car. Uh, you can get a used car that will last you for three to five years, uh, depending. So when you pay the two, the, the, uh, two or $3,000 for that car, 
then um, after you get it, and, we're, and this is where we make the mistake, is that um, we do not pay ourselves back. So what you do is pay yourself back with interest, and, um, and that will be your car replacement. And if you do that over a two-year period of time, a three-year period of time, you will have at the end uh, of the day, uh, you would have cash money consisting of premium repayment, uh, interest costs that you charge yourself, plus the residual value of your car. Uh, and, um, and that results from you financing your own operation. So that is how you can... Um, can become your own banker. Uh, if you um, if you want to make a purchase, let's say of a, uh, for a, um, a refrigerator, uh, you don't need it now, but uh, you want to do that in six months. You uh, uh, what you do is that you save that money to purchase that refrigerator, and when you purchase it, you pay yourself back with interest. Um, so that you are, um, you are now financing your own operation. So we can do this in, in any magnitude that we that that we can afford, and that's what I mean by becoming your own banker. Oh, very good. Okay, then your your fourth way to retain more of your earnings is to pay your fair share of taxes, but also use the tax laws to uh, cut down taxes. What are some of the things people don't realize or don't take advantage of in the tax code that they could? Well, uh, I think the number one reason is this, is that <clears throat> there's some misunderstanding about the tax code. Um, uh, it, it, you can say that the government is trying to take your, your money and it's charging too much taxes and so forth and so on, and, and that, uh, that IRS code book is there to see how many ways, different ways they can uh, get your money. But you can also look at it a different way. You can see the government uh, can uh, can do this. The government partners can be your partner. For example, when you buy a home, the government actually is a partner with you in purchasing that home. It is uh, it is wanting you to purchase houses. Obviously, if you can afford them. But when you do purchase them, it wants. It wants to stimulate that, so therefore it partners with you by giving you an interest deduction. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> so the, the, the government in, uh, wants you to be in business. Um, that's why if you just draw a W-2 form and have mutual funds in terms of uh, uh, investment, you're going to find that you have less flexibility as compared to setting up a business, because the business, the government gives you more breaks or partners more with you uh, in, in setting up a new business or expanding your own business. So the, it, it, it supports entrepreneurial efforts. So I think that uh, in many instances, uh, we can set up a business um, and uh, and I favor that very strongly, particularly if you have experience um, in whatever you have been doing for the, the past several years. If you have experience, you can develop that into a business. And 
there are a number of other ways, but what, but the main point of it is is that the the government government does partner with you, and by doing so, your overall tax outlay is less, but it but it is stimulating you to uh, to uh, into an activity that will benefit you and the uh, and and the society. Your fifth step is similar to that: is to establish legal entities. Um, to take advantage of various tax incentives. What are some of the legal entities that people should be setting up to uh, improve their business and reduce their taxes? Well, one uh, one would be the um, obviously the the setting up a uh, a corporation or a company. That's one, um, and uh, becoming familiar with the trust um, uh, program. Uh, how you can use trust to uh, manage your um, uh, your, your your wealth, and um, uh, and I think that's where we need to to um, uh, spend time and and to get more information about and um, how we can develop certain kinds of partnerships. I was obviously that's still a company, but how we can develop certain kinds of partnership that gives partnership that gives us an advantage uh, in reference to um, uh, redirecting or channeling. Are taking advantage of the ta- uh, of the uh, tax code. And your sixth step is uh, what you call inappropriate spending. Uh, so, what what is appropriate and inappropriate spending in the economy today? I think um, <clears throat> uh, 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 inappropriate spending is when you do not have goals and you are spending money. That I think is that is inappropriate. Um, when you have set goals for you, and you have a cash flow to support those uh, goals or directed towards achieving those goals, that is appropriate spending. So that's my distinction. Okay, you also have what you call the four buckets. Uh, your personal cash flow system. Uh, tell us what the the four buckets are and how much money people should be putting into each of them. The four bucket uh, cash management system, I think, is the foundation for cash management um, uh, for an individual. Uh, and it can be started as early as birth and, can, uh, and, it's, and it does not um, uh, become obsolete. The four buckets consist of the following. There are four ways that we spend money. One way is that we invest money. Um, second is that we contribute or we share money. That's like in charities. The third way is that we reserve money. That's why I use the word reserve more than, uh, rather than save because when I use the word reserve, um, I'm more likely to answer the question, that what is it reserved for? So that's why I like the term reserve, because all all your money should be should have should be tied to a purpose. Uh, so reserve, and then the fourth bucket is uh, expenses, um, and uh, that's your daily expenses, um, all the things that you uh, satisfy your needs and your wants. Now, if you look at it, um, reserve and expenses. Uh, uh, actually, reserve is simply deferred expenses um, or planned or projected expenses. That's what a reserve is. And on the um, 
uh, investment and contribution buckets. Actually, those are two investment buckets. Uh, and when you uh, contribute and share, uh, many people have, uh, have, have, have acknowledged that more comes back to you in return. And um, in the investment bucket, that is their design capital to work for you 24-7 and to create new money. So those are the four buckets. I have said a, um, the most important thing is that when you have discretionary dollars, you, you should put something in each bucket. I do have a, a goal, at least a minimal goal to reach. Uh, one is that I'd say that um, 10% in investment, contribution, and reserve, and uh, no more than 70% in the expense bucket. Now, if your expenses exceed 70% of your uh, 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 disposable income, you are in financial difficulty. Uh, you are financially out of control. Um, and what, um, what, what, must be, what you need to do is to bring that at least down to 70, preferably below 70. And as you improve your economic health, you'll find that the expenses is going to be less than 70% of your disposable income. Uh, so I, uh, I, I recommend if you cannot put in, uh, use the 10-10-10-70 approach, uh, then put in what you can. The important thing is to get started and put something in each bucket and use the 10-10-10-70 as a goal. A, a, lot of goal. People, a lot of people do not save close to 10%. Uh, either towards uh, building cash reserves or investing. I mean, the average savings rate in the country is maybe 3 or 4%, something like that. So how can people increase their savings and investing, their reserves and investing to what you're talking about is 20% um, from, from their current levels of income? Well, that simply demonstrates how, uh, how out of control that we are. Uh, but uh, the, this, is, uh, this is more... This is more... Uh, it's easier. It's easier to do than we think, um, and um, I think once you try it, once you once you start using this approach, um, you'll begin to see that there are uh, areas where expenses can be reduced, and also you'll begin to see areas where revenue can be increased in order for you to make those numbers. So what would be a simple example of how people can reduce expenses or increase their income that, that most people might not be aware of? Well, um, I think uh, 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 one thing is, is uh, when you get things on paper, it just helps. When you take it out of your head and put it on paper, it helps. So it, uh, on the expense side, how do you re begin to reduce your expenses? Um, track your money first. Find out where your money is going. And that, uh, that will expose the, um, uh, the leaks in the bucket that, um, that you have and the dollars that are going that you can say, well, I don't, may not need to do this or I can get a better deal someplace else. So you begin to look to see um, where uh, you can begin to, uh, in, uh, to reduce those expenses. And then the... Um, uh, uh, the other area is um, uh, you then begin to look at your cost of, of, of money. Are you spending, are you buying things 
taking care of your expenses with credit cards. That means that you are using debt. Now, you can say, well, I'll pay my credit card off in, um, you know, before the interest charge, uh, and, and that's good. Uh, but vendors know that you make mistakes sometimes and uh, that you don't do that. Uh, so, therefore, uh, you are spending more than you need to. And if you have a problem with credit cards, um, you need to uh, convert to a, uh, a cash system um, and so that you can uh, begin to learn how to spend within your means. And um, uh, I think that you'll be surprised about the, the outcome and the results. Mm -hmm. Very now, good. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break now. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Dr. Frederick James. Uh, he is the author of a book called Spend, Don't Save, How to Improve Your Financial and Physical Health. And we'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Frederick James. Uh, he is the author of a book called Spend, Don't Save, How to Improve Your Financial and Physical Health. Welcome back to the show, Dr. James. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, give people the website where they can find out more about you and your blogs and, and so on. Fine. Uh, you can go to Frederick, that's F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K-W-James.com would be my um, um, website and, uh, and blog. Um, and the book, um, you can get access to the book uh, on that uh, website, as well as you can go to spenddontsave.com. And you can also get access to uh, uh, the book and other information that uh, we make available to uh, to our readers. 
you uh, talked recently about uh, what if the recession never ends. Um, it seems for many people as though it, it never is going to end, but that's not a reason not to tackle some of these financial issues. What, what should be one's attitude if you think the recession is never going to end? If you, if you feel that the recession is never going to end, then I suppose it will never end for you. Or you will be the last one convinced that it has not that it has ended. Um, I think that the, in, in that case you're going to be uh, at the tail end rather than on the front end of um, the movement that will occur uh, when the economy does this uh, magnificent V-shaped, and it will. Um, and I, um, uh, I, I don't like. Uh, I, I think it's a, a, right now uh, uh, we've been through uh, boom times and and recession periods. We have been through those, um, and we've gotten uh, we've done well. We, we still are, are are moving forward. We like to do better in reference to uh, our current situation now situation now. But we, ha we we're doing still doing uh, very very well. Um, however. If you de develop the, the the principle of using the four bucket management system and take advantage of its ability to uh, ha uh, cause you to increase in um, in your uh, creating wealth and and control your expenses uh, uh, to take the grasshopper I'm sorry uh, the ant approach to um, uh, to the economies in good times, what you do is you prepare for for bad times, uh, and uh, so that at bad times you have that reserve uh, to to get you through. So the the, the four buckets cash management system offers you that. Uh, it gives you the opportunity to see that I need to be setting aside, creating, doing, watching. Uh, now, although things are doing very, very well, I need to be cognizant that um, uh, that uh, things don't do well all the time. And am I preparing myself for um, for future events that may not be as as glorious as they are now? Um, so, I think in the recession period, how you prepare for it. And, um, is to have a system that that works for you, uh, irrespective of what the economic condition is. You uh, talk about financial coaching. In fact, I think you do financial coaching. Uh, when is it appropriate for people to get financial coaching? And maybe talk a little bit about the process you take people through uh, when you coach them about their finances. Yes. Well, I um, I think that each person needs a coach. Um, and the coach uh, uh, fundamentally can be someone who's interested in you, who has some experience in the area where you are. Um, and that coach can be uh, a relative, can be uh, a friend, but someone who can give you that objective view and, um, and, and hold your feet to the fire in reference to you being able to meet your goals, and that uh, the work is to be done by you. You set your goals, uh, but you need someone to talk to you, talk about it, and um, 
and uh, to bounce things off of uh, and to hold you accountable. Uh, so I think it can be anyone. My, uh, uh, my approach is this. I, I think that um, what, uh, what a person, a lot of planning up front is needed. So my approach is that I give a, a self-assessment um, uh, questionnaire that a person can begin to identify where they are and their attitudes uh, in the financial area and the health area, uh, personal qualities. Uh, they can assess themselves in those um, uh, in those areas and and have a discussion about uh, areas that they may find that are weak. Or, uh, uh, do you want to do something about those? And is it important to do something about those in order to get to your goal? Or um, areas where they are strong, and that's where you want to focus attention on. And um, uh, so that's that, that we have that kind of a discussion. And then after that, um, what do we do is um, we have people to uh, track their money uh, at the present time, and to and to identify their spending pattern. Uh, where are you spending your money? And once that is done, now we sit down and establish uh, goals. Where do you where do you see yourself three years from now, five years from now, or if that's too far out, how about a year from now? Where do you want to be? Where do you want? How do you want to see yourself that time down the period down the road? And uh, once that is done, uh, then the question to ask is. Do you think that your current spending pattern will allow you to reach your goal in that in that uh, length of time? And if not, then we set about producing a plan so that um, uh, that goal can be realized within that period of time. You have four steps uh, to your financial coaching. Uh, the first one is what you call go for it. Yes. Uh, so describe what, what does that mean, uh, the go for it step? The go for it is... Um, is uh, once we had all of this uh, preparatory work performed, now it means let's get started, let's do it. Um, and uh, the, uh, the, the quality that's needed there is courage. So now the, let's get started in doing this, this process. And, and um, uh, then uh, once we start, now we begin to set the foundational cash management system up uh, which will be uh, involved in the second step. Um, and then we, uh, the third step will be the power spending, uh, where you are actually performing power spending, that is spending according to your goals. That's the value-based spending. And then once you are there, now you are prepared to uh, create new wealth. And that's, that will be the fourth step. So the fourth step is what you call wealth created. The second step being uh, bucket banker. So what, what do you mean by bucket banker? Well, that's what the, those are the four. Those are the four buckets uh, that uh, consist of the contribution bucket, uh, uh, setting that system up. The contribution bucket, the uh, uh, investment bucket, reserve, and uh, expense bucket. I see. Set those uh -huh. up um, and get those operating. There's a uh, a, a fundamental connection that we need to use between these buckets. And we use the same kind of process that the, 
that the banks or vendors use on on consumers. Um, uh, the automatic withdrawal is a magnificent method, and that's why most vendors like to have an automatic withdrawal because they know that uh, that helps them to get their money. Um, so we use that approach on yourself. Use it on yourself, um, and and we integrate the automatic withdrawal between the the um, buckets uh, that's commensurate with the goals that you have set uh, for the cash management system. And on the wealth creating side, uh, what kind of investments or how do you get people started investing on an automatic basis? Do you use individual stocks or mutual funds or what kind of uh, vehicles do you use to help them start to create wealth? Well, uh, we would give, uh, uh, I, I think that, um, that, um, well, the uh, the one that we have the most experience with is stocks and um, and uh, uh, in real estate. Uh, however, uh, because you have learned uh, more about the person, we begin to look to see what their view and their tolerance level is, and that's what guides into guides us into um, certain kinds of uh, stocks. I mean, certain certain kinds of investments. Now, uh, there are very conservative investments in the real estate market. I and I, I, uh, uh, we we see this, um, and it's um, and it has um, good returns for ones who are conservative. Um, uh, but also in the stock market, there are conservative investments. There are. Uh, forever stocks. I like forever stocks for certain populations. So, but uh, I don't advise them in terms of in, um, of a specific um, investment because I, uh, uh, I I don't have the licenses, and nor do I want them. What I want to do is to prepare you to invest or to to make wealth. Uh, and and uh, teach you how to follow and ask the right kinds of questions to assure that your investment is um, uh, remains healthy. What would be some conservative investments in the real estate area you were referring to? Well, one is um, I think um, uh, tax liens are are a conservative investment. Uh, it gives a higher return. Um, it um, it's Collateralized, uh, so I'm I'm very big on on tax liens as a way to get income or as a way to acquire the property. Both, you you uh, you can use uh, tax liens and tax deeds, but if you um, uh, but primarily uh, if it, it depends, and if you if your goal is to uh, that you do want to own property, um, uh, you still can use tax liens. To, um, to generate income as well as um, acquire property for a greater return um, on your investment. So it can be done both. And but if you if you're the one who like to um, who uh, you're very aggressive and your patient level is um, is compromised, uh, that may not be the investment for you. Uh, so that kind of discussion is is. Is um, is held um, dependent as you get to know people. Yeah, very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour 
is Dr. Frederick James, uh, who's a doctor, but he's also a financial expert. His latest book is called Spend, Don't Save, How to Improve Your Financial and Physical Health. Uh, his website is spenddontsave.com. We'll be back after this. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Frederick James. Uh, He's a physician, but he's also a personal financial expert. His latest book is called Spend, Don't Save, How to Improve Your Financial and Physical Health. Welcome back to the show, Dr. James. Thank you very much. You talk about momentum in the personal financial field and how it's important to establish momentum and keep it going. What, What do you mean by that? And What are some ways that people can do to establish and maintain momentum? A mentor? Momentum. 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 Um... Well, the way that you um, you start you when you start uh, in, in any task when you start the door opens because you then begin to see other opportunities. So, um, uh, as, in our program, we we are very strongly attached to uh, exploiting the uh, the cash management system, and uh, and what it does is that. Um, uh, it opens up. It just opens up um, ways to control your expenses, contr- uh, increase your revenue, and uh, give you opportunities to see how wealth is created. So, once that is started, uh, it 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 builds on itself. Uh, and in and in the uh, four bucket system, you will begin to see that uh, two of the accounts will always be increasing in in value. And that will be your reserve because you are stacking away money um, for um, future purchases uh, and in your investment in that you are creating new wealth. Um, and your capital base increases because you're constantly contributing, uh, and that plus, the, uh, uh, plus your, um, your return 
uh, uh, gives a, a very nice increase in capital for, for constant working. So that's uh, and once that starts, you 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 uh, need new friends, you need new opportunities. Um, so, um, but if you never do that, uh, then those opportunities you're not prepared for the for the opportunities that that are present. One of the things you say is important is to choose a mentor to help you, in addition to a coach, to have a mentor kind of help you implement all these things. How do you uh, choose a mentor, and and how do you deal with them to get the most out of their mentoring? Um, I I think um, when you uh, to use a mentor and get the best out of them, just like any other consultant, I think when you know, uh, when you have done a thorough uh, preparation for that visit, for that interaction, you get the most out of it. Such as um, you need goals set down, you need to have clarity as where you want to go, you need. Um, uh, uh, you need desire, you need to be motivated, and you need to trust. Uh, so obviously you don't want to pick someone whom you do not trust. But uh, those are things that you need prior to going, uh, of having the interaction. And um, and uh, 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 there are mentors appropriate for the level where you are. And when you change from that level, it may be appropriate for you to have a different type of a mentor. Um, we, we we usually don't do that. We usually try to wing it ourselves or, or try to uh, look at uh, how we've done it in the past and so forth, but we need, we need mentors. Uh, the, the athletes are the ones who give us the best model. Uh, it doesn't matter how good they are, they still have a coach. And I think that we need to understand that in the financial market. You talk a lot about the different thoughts uh, and counter thoughts that make things better or worse as far as reaching financial security. And I just want to go over some of them and how, how you can counteract these thoughts. One thought that people have a lot is someone w with money will always take care of me. But what is the, the downside to having a thought like that? Well, the downside of, of that is that with that thought, comes an emotion, uh, and that emotion may be uh, a one based on sus uh, suspicion, uh, may be based on a great deal of fear, and and from that becomes a behavior. And so you want to react, and that is um, uh, where you won't be trusting, uh, you tend to be um, not engaging, um, and the counter thought to that is that I will uh, I will take control of my life, or the way that I see this now may not be the way. It's another way. Uh, so when you have the other thought, uh, then that thought creates a different kind of an emotion, and that emotion creates a different kind of behavior. So that is what I really uh, strongly um, uh, recognize, that what holds us down is... Um, is really our thought pattern, uh, and our thought pattern can be based upon an inadequate analysis of our experience. Um, so uh, uh, the way that you can control your behavior or the way that you change your behavior is to think about things differently. Uh, re renew that mind. Uh, transform yourself by renewing that mind 
changing your thought. And if you change your thought, it'll change your emotions and it will change your behaviors. And one, I, of the uh, thoughts, one of the thoughts you say gets people in trouble is that investing is too risky uh, and therefore you don't uh, invest at all. How can you counteract that when the market seems so volatile all the time? Well, uh, one is um, that the market is volatile, but the market is not the only place to invest. Um, uh, or the market is not the only place to prepare to invest. So the um, uh, investing is risky, um, but people still make money in investing. So what are they doing that you're not? Uh, so maybe I need to maybe I need to get more education. It, saying that it is risky would also limit me from learning about this situation, so that uh, that, that I can get a different. Inf become educated and and uh, have a better thought pattern. So, but uh, but um, uh, saying that it is too risky itself. Um, it, it, it engenders a um, a line of, uh, of behaviors that works against you. You can change that uh, to saying that uh, there are there are investments that are risky, but also there must be investments that are not as risk. Or if they are risk risky, what can I do to protect myself during the risk? Um, we drive a car every day. It's risky driving a car. Uh, so I don't stop driving a car because it's risky. I simply learn what that risk is and then try to prepare for it. Another thought you say holds people back is they're going to work until they drop dead and they live basically paycheck to paycheck. How can they change that mentality? Well, I, I, I like this. Um, uh, one, I must introduce the four bucket system for one. They are prime candidates for the four bucket system. That's that, that's one thing. But I want to mention this in terms of uh, it, people live from paycheck to paycheck and they feel that they have, uh, they, they can't go anyplace. Um, and they have an employee employer mentality that this is the job that I have and uh, uh, either it's going to give me a little bit of increase, but it's not going to, uh, or I'm going to stay where I am. And we become, we do this for a lifetime. Um, and I talk to people, and I, I said, you know, if you, ch let's say if you change the way you think, uh, let's say that you have a skill, a service, or even a product that you're offering. And where you are now, where you spend your time is, um, is at this particular location, this company. Uh, if you are in business, you can consider yourself being in business, having one client and one product. If I change, just change my way around and think about that now I, I'm a person who is in business offering my product or service to this particular company, I'll, I, I obey those I respond and respect the rules of the company. Well, that's no different than any contractual relationship. But if I think of that way, then um, I have one one client. Well, then I can say, what can I do to have two clients or three clients? Um, just by changing the way that I think about it. And uh, that's what I like to teach people. 
very good. In about a one minute or so we have left, why don't we kind of sum up what a difference in people's lives they can uh, make by taking some of the advice we've, we've talked about uh, in the last hour or so? Well, I think that uh, one is that uh, finances are, money is important in our life. Um, but we don't want to work for money. But most of the things in life that we have um, requires money. So we need to have a high respect to use it and to use it wisely. So keep track of your, of your money that you have. Um, spend it. Spend it according to the goals that you have. If you do not spend it according to the goals that you have, you will be spending it to satisfy the goals of someone else. So if you elect to do that, it's going to affect your quality of life. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest during this hour of the Money Answer Show has been uh, Dr. Frederick James. Uh, his book is called Spend, Don't Save, How to Improve Your Financial and Physical Health. Uh, he does have a website, which is spenddontsave.com, and also uh, frederickwjames.com. That's cor the correct website as well, right? That's correct. Thank you. Very good. So thanks so much for being a guest on the Money Answer Show, uh, Dr. James. Thank you very much. I appreciate this. Thank you, and we'll be back with another edition of the Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.